Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, my man, what is going on? It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, buddy. You're a little under the weather. Yeah. I want to try to bring you up yeah. here today, but yeah, yeah, I'm in the last few precious days of Christmas break. Um, mm. Kind of feeling that like end of end of break glumness starting to yes. build a little bit. You know, got to go back to work. Got to go to a faculty meeting tomorrow morning. So um, I'm not feeling ready for that. Not in the not in the headspace for it. But I but I have to be. So uh, yeah. Just fighting through some of those emotions, man. But uh, but by and large, I'm good. It's been a good break. Watched a lot of football, which uh, I have mixed uh-huh. feelings about. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We were talking kind of top of the hour that uh, I think I think I think you said I think the quote was conspiracy. Ted might be coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, got me super curious. By the time this airs, the whole kind of stench of the Lions Cowboys finish will be will be gone and forgotten. You know, the, the news cycle being what it is, you know, the refs kind of jobbing the Lions out of out of their win over the Cowboys the other day is it's going to be ancient, ancient history by the time this drops. But yeah, and, and without getting into all the specifics of it, it just, Josh, seems to me that the league seems committed on a year to year basis to promoting certain teams and certain narratives. And yeah. it's hard not to like look at it from a thousand feet and go okay, the league is essentially sponsored by gambling. All you see are gambling ads and pharmaceutical ads. And right. I mean, it's hard not to look at that and go, well, what goes hand in hand with gambling? Manipulating the, the outcomes of games, <laughs> right? So right. Right. this is a tale as old as time. Um, and then to see your team kind of be on the short end of it, um, yeah, it, it, it does make you think. But on the same, on, by the same token... I don't know. I'm at this place at 47 where I really don't care. And the yeah, not caring sure. is almost sadder <laughs> than caring and being <laughs> let down, if, if that makes sense. Does, does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah. Oh, no, it completely makes sense. And, and, and for, for the benefit of our listeners who maybe didn't see the game or don't really know what's going on, yeah. can you give us a very quick synopsis of what happened in this game that causes you to think possibly there's something nefarious going on? Well, the Lions drove down. They scored. They went for two. They got it. There was a flag. Oh, wait, that's called back. Um, right. they, they kept getting flagged, and they kept getting pushed back. But then they ran this other two-point play where there were two there, – there was an extra offensive lineman who reported. There was a current offensive lineman, Taylor Decker, who was on the field, who there's video of him trying to report, and the ref kind of like ignoring him essentially – and then they threw a tackle eligible play to Decker. They scored. They won the game. Oh, wait, flag. You know, and essentially what it comes down to is 
two giant offensive linemen didn't have enough of a conversation with the referees to like declare their eligibility. And so, I mean, in layman's terms, they got us on like the tiniest of technicalities. And, right. you know, so from week to week, the other thing that you notice, Josh, about football is every conversation on Monday morning is about officiating, which is the least fun thing that there is. You know, it's sure. just not fun when there's all this football that hinges on conversations about officials. And, you know, it's another one of these, like, you can look into the philosophy behind it and go, I, I, I don't know when instant replay as an officiating tool actually became official. I think it was like the late 80s. It was sometime during my childhood. Yeah. But in every decade before that, you go into an NFL game presupposing that there's going to be some human error, right? Sure, and in sure, presupposing yeah. the human error, you go, okay, they're going to make a bunch of calls. We hope that they'll be right. But there's no, there's no veneer of perfection, right? There's no yeah. sense that they can get it perfect. But ever since the advent of instant replay, there's kind of been this idea, well, they should get it perfect. And then when they don't, it makes you gradations more frustrated. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. Which yeah. which makes me wonder like what what is the future of of officiating because I could see as things become more and more technologically advanced, I could see people being like, you know what, fine, let's just let's just embrace what's going to happen and go completely digital. Let's go AI. Let's go AI refs, sure. right? I mean, I mean we already have so much of the of the digital, I would say, I would say backups in in sports like baseball, yeah. right, where you have you have the pitch cam, yeah, that can be reviewed, right, mm -hmm. right. We have we have all of the cameras on the sidelines in football mm -hmm. that will overturn refs' decisions. Well, because, this is this is an interesting know. conversation because yeah. I don't know. I look at football, which I've watched a lot of in my life, yes. and I go, it's the only sport with twenty two guys on the field at the same time that's really as chaotic with as much potential to go wrong, right? So you look at yeah, every yeah. running play. You know, if, if you were really to take all those cameras that are along the sidelines, you could call holding on every running play, right? You sure, could probably sure. call holding on every pass play. You could probably call pass interference on every – so it becomes this vortex of, like, there's so much that could go wrong. There has always needed to be a certain degree of let the kids play. And we're yes. kind of losing yep. let the kids play. What, what's interesting to me, do you watch much hockey? Uh, I love hockey. I love oh, hockey, yeah. too. Yeah. I don't watch much of it comparatively, but I don't know. I've really been interested in hockey lately on the level of, like, it seems to be a sport where the fan base doesn't immediately turn on the refs all the time, you know? Yep. And maybe it's the nature of, I mean, hockey, there's a hockey game every night as opposed to football you know, it's on on the weekends and then you have five days to like complain about what happened. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. Right. Maybe, maybe well, with hockey and basketball, there's just this sense of, well, whatever happened, we've got tomorrow, you know? Well, and I like, I don't know, like it's almost like, um, with hockey, at least to my observation, and we'll probably have some hockey players like mm -hmm. on here, like, you know, saying I'm wrong, which yeah. is fine. But it seems like, the the types of offenses that you're going to get are way more obvious. Sure. 
And something I've always loved about hockey is that the refs will like if there's if there's a fight going on or something like that. Mm. By and large, the refs will just let it happen. Sure, they'll they'll literally wait till the guys like tire themselves out and then go in to split it up. Yeah. So there is still that sense of. Like this is just part of the game. Yeah. Let them do what they're gonna do, and then and then we're gonna move on. And the worst that happens is like we're gonna put you in your little timeout box for two minutes. Okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can't come back and play. Which I, I don't know. There's just something about that I really really like. It's really clean. Like it's really it definitive. That's a great. That's a great word for it. It is clean. And even yeah. like even a, a, an infraction like offside, right? Like it's yeah. really obvious when it happens and when it doesn't happen, and. It's like, okay, when it happens, it gets called. And, and yeah, they miss one every once in a while or whatever. But there's not this, like, vitriol and this, oh, we're pulling our hair out over the officiating from from night to night in hockey. Right. And I don't know. I guess the more I watch hockey, the more I'm, I'm kind of pleased with how it goes, you know? As opposed yeah. to football, it seems like every week you leave the football experience and, like, somebody's really mad like you're really mad or your friend's really mad because his team got screwed and it's like I don't know from week to week this is kind of a miserable experience and like I don't want to continue doing things that are miserable you know I I guess that's the way that I would put it so let's talk about college football Um, because I've had an interesting relationship with that this bowl season too I don't know. Ask me some questions about it. You're gonna you're gonna ask me some things. Off yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so, so there were two really big as of recording here mm-hmm. uh, last. It would be two days ago on Monday. There were two really big, really big games: the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of which your uh, Michigan Wolverines yeah. were playing in, yeah. and then the other which my uh, Washington Huskies were playing in. Yeah. Now the Huskies were playing the Longhorns, and I don't know yeah. if you watched that game, um, but I was I was able to catch. Um, the last probably 10 minutes yeah. of the Wolverines game that went into overtime. That was incredible. Great finish. Incredible so game, much dude. Like, I love... There There are a few things that I love more than an overtime finish. Yeah, it's a good time, dude. And the way they I do it in college love, is a lot of fun. Oh, dude, college ball. I found myself... Okay, so here's, here's the first thing, okay? okay? I know you've been an NFL guy forever, and yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. Dude, college ball is something special. Well, okay, let's it, talk about that because dude, I think it's so fun. I yes, think college ball oh. used to be something special. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, so you're you're viewing this through the lens, and it's totally okay. You're viewing it through the lens of I watched the Sugar Bowl, and it was awesome, and my team's in the national championship. Uh, yeah, oh, one hundred percent. And even the game yeah, before yeah. that, the Michigan game was awesome too. So let let's for a second though take those two games off the table. Okay. The rest of bowl season was absolute cheeks. It was mm. terrible. Okay. Here's why, right? Okay, tell me, tell me. Because of the advent of the transfer portal and NIL and guys getting ready yeah. for the NFL, teams like Florida State were going into their bowl game with like a third of their roster not playing. And oh. so you get all these guys saying, well, I'm going into the portal. So case in point, Ohio State's starting quarterback – they get into a kind of a major bowl game, right? They get into the Cotton Bowl, which is a which is a big historic bowl game. I mean, it's not the, you know, it's not the 
thrifty car rental holiday bowl or whatever. Like it's a real bowl <laughs> yeah. game, you know. Um, <laughs> the Tostito bowl with cheese. Yeah, the yeah. Poulin <laughs> Weed Eater Independence Bowl, you know. And these are real bowls that exist. Yes, yeah, they are. Yeah. And bowl season's a joke anyway. I mean, you've got like a six uh, yeah. and six team playing a five and seven team. It's a joke. Right. It's horrible. Sure. But um, yeah. But anyway, like Ohio State's quarterback is like, yeah. Rather than playing my bowl game, I think I'll just enter the transfer portal and go to Syracuse, right? Mm, so Ohio yeah. State's playing their bowl game with a backup. Florida State's playing their bowl game without 29 of their scholarship guys. It's a joke, dude. So I don't know what the final of Florida State's bowl game was. I think it was like 63-3 to three or something lopsided. It was terrible. And yeah, so sure. you're, you're whittling away at the fabric of caring. And so all of this, Josh, hinges on this very flimsy proposition of the players care or mm-hmm. there's kind of academics involved in some level, both of which is now a joke, right? The players okay. don't care about their teams. Like Ohio State's quarterback doesn't care about his team. If he did, he would have finished the season with them, right? <laughs> like sure. those Florida sure. State kids sure. don't care about each other. If they did, they would finish the season for one another, you know? So... I think from year to year, all of this has kind of hinged on this these really flimsy propositions that the people who are involved care about something beyond themselves. And right. now we've got this kind of naked declaration of, hey, I don't care about anything but myself. Sure. And as a fan or as someone who likes football, I just look at that and I go, I'm not going to invest any amount of time in this. You know, this is this is yeah, this is not worth my time anymore. And you add to that the whole dynamic of like starting next year, we're living in a world where there's like California teams and some sham version of the Big Ten. I don't know. It's just a joke. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. No. okay. I mean, I mean, and again, like like you you have I think I think the difference there is that I am, you know, admittedly a very casual foot you know you know watcher of college football yeah and the vast majority of experience that i have had with it has been you know things like what happened on monday which where, was awesome where it's just, yeah monday which, was awesome. which it's just like yeah. like like i feel like monday was kind of a a glance back at the the way college football used to be i think you're right dude and and you know to end it on a positive note that is why we watch Right. You watch for those. You watch to see something transcendent. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm more familiar with the end of the Michigan game than the end of the Washington game, though I did watch it. But you're looking for you're looking for J.J. McCarthy just, you know, saddling up and leading the team on a game when a game tying drive at the very end, just throwing daggers, you know, or, you know, Blake Corum really won overtime for Michigan. He had two huge runs. You know, Michigan scores on that last play. They win the game. Like, it was yeah. it was magical. And you see two great performances from two great players. And even uh-huh. just the great coaching of Harbaugh saying, you know what? We're going to put it in the hands of our studs at the very end and, and let yeah. them win the game yeah. for us. And, and you love to see that, man. And that's kind of what football is all about. So, even in the midst of all my complaining, there's still, like, stuff to get excited about. But it's tinged with you know, all that's kind of coming apart about it. And I think next year, when we have to watch, 
I don't know, UCLA versus Northwestern on a Thursday night in November, we're going to see that it's coming apart, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to see that, by and large, all of these games exist for bookies and gamblers, you know? And that's sad. And and there used to be the veneer that that wasn't the case, you know? Sure. And we're whittling away at that. But, Josh, let's talk about a sport that is 1,000% pure. Pure is the driven snow. Sure. (laughs) It's boxing. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Is, yeah. And there's yeah. no better place to get your boxing gear than <laughs> That's not true of boxing. So that's a pure. lie. Yeah. It's so pure. So pure. Yeah. No no hum- no sin uh, nature in boxing at all. None at all. No. But Josh, there's no better place to get your boxing gear than www.greenhillsports.com. Green Hill Sports is the sponsor, the presenting sponsor of the Cluck Podcast. They made us some amazing sets of leather handmade pro-grade sparring gloves, which we have now sold out of, Joshua Loftus. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. The gloves have flown off the shelves, but you can go to greenhillsports.com and look at a dazzling array of sparring gloves, bag gloves, hand wraps, mouth guards, everything you need, bags, sweatsuits, everything you need to start your boxing regimen, your New Year's resolution in 2024. Uh, to become a boxer, to get yourself in shape. I've been sparring in their gear. Uh, I got a Green Hill headgear for Christmas, um, so I've been sparring in that. Uh, it's absolutely great gear, top of the line, greenhillsports.com. Check them out. Um, snag yourself some new boxing gear to start the year off right. Um, don't go to whatever the local big box store is in your area and overpay on a pair of cheap polyurethane fall-apart-in-six-months bag gloves. Go to greenhillsports.com and get the real thing. Um, Wear what the pros wear. Wear what Joshua Loftus and I wear in the ring, uh, which is only the finest Green Hill handmade boxing gear. So, Josh, now that we've fixed college football, now that Mm -hmm. we've Mm -hmm. kind of groused about pro football, man, we're almost 20 minutes deep into this thing, dude, and we haven't even done whatever content you had brought to the table. What do you have for us? Ted, it's now time to fix Twitter. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, Twitter's something we both... You know, love and grew love. up with, and you know it's an oh, institution man. worth saving. It's not. It, I hate it Twitter. Really, it really <clears throat> hits the nostalgia for me. Yeah, you know, I mean, we love talking about nostalgia. Nothing, nothing gets me more nostalgic than than Twitter drama, dude. I have to All tell right. you about Twitter. Okay, since right. I've quit yeah. my other podcast, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't really think about it anymore. You know, oh, and you. in that oh, I don't really I? have people sending me like. <laughs> screenshots of a certain colleague from Twitter and any of that oh, stuff. No. So I'm, I'm kind of yeah. blissfully unaware of it now, dude. Okay. But okay. yeah, lead All me right. through this kind of Twitter conversation. that you have. Done. Well, yeah. Allow me to make you blatantly aware of it again. Yeah, then, Let's do it. <laughs> so we had some, some drama over the holiday season okay. involving a one Matt Chandler, Matty Chan. Matty Chan's back in the news. Oh, He's go on. Back in the yeah, news. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. I, I knew that spark your interest. Yeah. Okay. So there's this there's this guy on um on Twitter named Eric Kahn. Okay. Okay. Never heard Eric of Eric Kahn, and he is a self professed manly man. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So what's manly about Eric Kahn? Well, he has a beard. Yeah. Well. Okay. He has a pod. He has a podcast called the Hard Men Podcast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> huh. okay. Yeah, not a, not a joke. All I can say All about right. that is, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's a Western native, native, and he's an avid hunter, and he loves telling 
people on Twitter why they're not men. Okay. All right. He's got a whopping 25,000 followers. Wow. So this guy, he's obviously legit because people follow him. Well, right. So we have more downloads per month than that, but it's okay. I'm sure he's manly too. You know, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So he, he caused, uh, he caused some drama Mm. on Twitter, Mm -hmm. uh, around Christmas time Mm -hmm. for calling out Maddie Chan for uh, a sweater that he was wearing in his family Christmas, like family Christmas photo. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to read you. Um, what uh, what he said, and I'm going to show you in my camera here some of the pictures. Outstanding. And we're and we're going to talk about this. And I want to know one: Do you care about this? Yeah. All right, that's going to be that's going to be the no. first question. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. All right. I'll I'll try to think of another question. No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. no I'm kidding. Um, okay. So this is what he says. Mm-hmm. He says, and this is the picture. This is the first picture he shared. One, two, three. Four. He shared four pictures of this. He did okay. four posts of this. So this is obviously living living rent free in his head. Yeah, Maddie Chan is occupying some some He's occupying for sure. space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Like he moved in, right? He mm-hmm. gave him the keys. Yeah. He's got the welcome mat and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is this is the picture. I'm gonna try to get it in the camera here. Okay. All right. Right there. Yeah. All right. All right. There's Maddie Chan. Okay. Sitting there, uh-huh. you know, with his with his with his sweatshirt on. Okay. okay, this is this is what the tweet says from Mister Self Professed Hardman okay. Eric Khan. We're gonna call him Hardman Khan. Is what we're gonna call <laughs> Do him. we have to? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. From now on, yeah, Hardman Khan. <laughs> All right, man. He says, "Behold," which okay. Before we even get going, mm-hmm. starting sentences off with "Behold," yeah, like very. Very Old Testament prophet of him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just want to say, yeah. just, you know, uh, behold, the American pastor in his native habitat. Before preaching, he first practices jazz hands, mm. breathy voices, and fake crying. He was born to emote, and emote he shall. Huh. Okay. Okay. So, so that's that. Okay. Uh, he posts it. He posts again, and he says it's a picture of Matt Chandler with his family. His wife and daughters mm-hmm. uh, in matching matching sweatshirts, mm-hmm. right? And he says, "Get in, loser. We're going shopping." Hmm. Okay, and then uh, and then uh, I believe that this was the very first the first one. I think I went in reverse order on accident. Okay, we've got we've got that one right there, mm-hmm. right? So the, this this whole thing started with him saying, "Matt Chandler, period, pink cat sweater, period, behold." The feminization of the American pastorate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, for context, mm-hmm. all right, the picture for our listeners, the picture is Matt Chandler in, albeit, a very pink sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, a sweatshirt with, it looks like little little cats on it. Yeah. Okay. So, a very... A very uh, traditionally unmanly sweatshirt, to yeah. be sure. Yeah. Unless you're in the '90s, where pink was was very, very much uh, worn by both both sexes. Yeah, yeah. Um, this akin. Uh, so, so I'll 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 say what I think here. This I think was their version of the quintessential Christmas pajama pick that sure. seems like every family takes. Yeah. Uh, which I have my own thoughts on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just just personally. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, you know, not something that I think he would probably wear every day. 
Yeah. Um, but I would like to know, Ted, uh, from you, uh, feminization of the American pastorate or or Christmas pajama pic? What do you think? I mean, here's what I think. And I actually, okay. I, I want to amend my previous answer. I am interested in this. I, yeah. I, think, the, <laughs> I think this whole thing is very emblematic of how people interact now in the sense that like I have absolutely no problem with Matt Chandler trying to delight like his his wife and his daughters by wearing a goofy sweatshirt that matches theirs and I absolutely have no problem with Matty Chan even liking that sweatshirt like because at a very deep level I don't care what he wears right yeah and I don't care what he does and I think that's the problem with Twitter because Matty Chan presupposing, well, I have a certain level of fame. I have X thousands of followers. So they, it follows then that they will want to see my pajama picture. Like, I think that's the breakdown, right? So right. the first breakdown is presupposing I'm doing a thing because I am a famous pastor. The world wants to see it. You know, and then, you know, this Eric Khan, who sort of has anointed himself the kind hard of hard man Khan, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hard I'm sorry, Khan. hard man Khan. Yeah, yeah. hard. <laughs> I have trouble even saying it, but um, that's right. <laughs> this guy kind of anointing himself the the yeah. the sort of manliness police. It's just funny, dude, and it's kind of mm-hmm. predictable, and it's kind of sad. Um, but but I don't know. I I want to tie this to another instance of like author on author social media crime that took place right before Christmas. Okay. The, the whole right. like Kevin DeYoung, Douglas Wilson kerfuffle. And that's right. I think that one worked better. That one worked mm. better for the following reasons. Okay. Kevin, who is a former colleague of mine and somebody who I, I, I think well of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. 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 He wrote his 4,000 words about his concerns with Douglas Wilson. Right. And all mm-hmm. of this happened, I don't know, the day before Christmas. It was like Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was but great. It was great Christmas holiday fodder. cheer. Right. Here's 4000 words of concern about somebody Enjoyed else. Enjoyed that with some rum and punch. Yeah. Well, and then, and then Douglas Wilson wrote his inevitable like 6000 word rejoinder or whatever. And it's like, OK, these guys are both basically at the same level. This kind of thing is always good for business. Always. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. great for business. I don't know why they did it then, but it but it's kind of it it can be construed as helpful because you know, like Kevin, you and I get asked the what do you think of Douglas Wilson question all the time. And sure. I actually kind of as ridiculous in twenty twenty three as the whole thing was, like it, it was kind of helpful on that level. Whereas this is just like I don't know, and, and at the risk of uh I don't know, incurring the wrath of hard man con or whatever, like there you go. I don't know. Making fun of another guy's sweater doesn't strike me as super manly. <laughs> you know, like I, it, it occurs to me there are manlier things to be doing. And I don't know. I don't know the totality of Matt Chandler's body of work. I don't have like strong mm-hmm. feelings about Matt Chandler anyway. And maybe sure. he has become like some kind of feminized American pastor. And, and I, sure. I, I guess I want to reserve the right to be wrong about that. Maybe there are things I should be concerned about. But sure, sure, sure. I don't know. It occurs to me, like, of all the people to go after, yeah, you, you could probably go after someone else. I don't know. Sure. You know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. What are your thoughts yeah. on it? 
Yeah, no, no. I think you and I definitely agree. I think uh, I just I find I find tactics like this, um, simply ta- like it's a tactic that we would employ in middle school, mm. where we would have our group of you know in his case twenty five, you know twenty five thousand followers, mm. right? His his little gang of yes men, mm-hmm. right? Who you know he he goes up he goes up to the kid and and in lunch and like knocks his hat off and yeah. all all his guys are behind him like dude that was awesome man like yeah. you're you're so cool you're so hard mm-hmm. you know and he's like yeah yeah thanks watch this watch yeah. this guys Ch- <laughs> yeah. check this out I'm gonna go make fun of his sweater you yeah. know that's what this feels like to me yeah. and every time I see stuff online mm-hmm. that is what it reminds me of it reminds me of a child in middle school sure like. Pouring milk on another kid's head yeah. because he knows it's gonna like, it's gonna it's gonna get him the likes and the tweets from all of his friends who already like like and retweet everything. He Great does. point. Great point. You know? Can I can I introduce two other propositions, please? They're that are kind of, I don't know. I guess important to this. Um, okay. One, kind of in support of Hardman Eric Khan, <laughs> I do think it's yeah. important to be manly. Oh, sure. And I, uh, I, yeah, I think the manliness conversation for as much kind of fun as people poke at it and as as for as much of a joke as it's kind of become, I do think it's important, you know, and I think it's important for men, especially Christian men, to think about it. Um, so there is that as proposition number one. Proposition number two is a little more kind of nuanced and I want to I want to hear you on this. OK, I don't. I, I'd like to think of myself as the kind of person who doesn't often think, you know, make fun of other people's appearance. But whenever sure. I do, it's in the context of I see a person who's clearly enamored with and over the moon with their own image mm-hmm. and who is clearly a ponce and who clearly wants you to think that they're good looking. That's right. the person I'm going to make fun of. Sure. The yeah, person yeah, yeah. who sends the like suitable for framing poster sized Christmas card with an image of himself. Like that's yeah. who I'm making fun of the appearance of. Uh-huh. Not kind of a random guy who to me is clearly like doing a solid to his wife and his daughters by wearing like a ridiculous sweatshirt. Like, sure, I'm, sure, I'm not sure. probably making fun of that guy. But but the yeah. guy who's like, oh, I just appeared. I just appeared in this field of poppies in my like achingly hipster outfit. Like field of poppies. Everyone, look at how good I look. Like I'm. I'm for sure roasting that guy. You yeah, know? for sure. And yeah. I and I actually feel okay about it. And I don't feel yeah. a pang of conscience about it because in the in the universe of these things, that guy probably needs to be roasted a little bit. You know, sure. Because clearly sure. he has no conscience about like hiring a photographer and like. Sashaying through a field yeah, spending, of poppies, to, spending twelve hundred dollars on poppy shots. Yeah, yeah to yeah, remind yeah. you of how good he looks. You know, like so. There probably needs to be another voice in that conversation, but another uh, voice. And Ted's like, and I don't mind being that voice. So what Call do you, me? What do you think about those two propositions? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think, I think I agree. I think, I think there are, there are some instances where some good you know, elbow poking is, is, is healthy and you have to be able to take it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what I see with guys like this is like, I, they either don't have the discernment 
to figure out when that is the case. Yeah. Or they just, again, they just don't care. Like, they're just, yeah. the, the, their mind is perpetually in middle school mode. Yeah. So they're just going to make fun of the easy things to make fun of. Like, sure. like, 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 to me, making fun of Matt Chandler's sweater is lazy. And maybe right. I just, like, I like, you know, I think I'm with you. And, like, I like to find the things that actually actually need a little prodding. Sure. And and that that's what I respect and enjoy, you know, seeing people like, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he 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 needed to get he needed to get uh brought down a few pegs. Here's what's you know? weird about all this though. And I think at the end of the day I just hate Twitter and I don't respect it. But but I but I yeah. think Eric Khan is responding to a real thing. And you know, he's he's kind of you know, maybe we could argue he's doing it the wrong ways or whatever, but I, I do think like, you know, the feminization or whatever of the American pastorate. I mean, I actually think thinking about that is not the worst thing in the world, you know, and, sure. and I, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You you do see this kind of large swath of milk toast pastors just wetting their fingertip and putting it to the wind and trying to ascertain what will tickle the ears of an audience. And that's not manly. I agree. Like, you see these no conviction internet pastor types, and I actually think it's okay for Eric Khan to be mad about that. Like, I actually don't think Matt Chandler is that kind of guy, but I think that kind of guy exists, and I don't. I don't think it's bad for Eric Khan to be offended by it or, or upset about it. So there's a there's a a grain of this or a crackle of it that that starts in a good place, but in true kind of 2024 internet sin nature fashion it, it kind of gets mangled in terms of how it comes out you know oh 100 like yeah 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 i see i see them i see guys like eric read like reading the pitch well and then completely missing the swing <laughs> yeah you know yeah that's a good you analogy know, it's like, a good baseball it's like analogy. it's like he sees the curveball coming in yeah he knows it's a curveball he's guessed it's a curveball here's the curveball swing and a miss yeah and, and it's like i mean you, you had everything that you needed yeah to crank that sucker out of the park yeah but you but you chose to pull your head yeah. and like swing for the fences instead of making contact you know what i'm saying so it's it's just it's it's stuff like that 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 just gets me rolling my eyes because it's like well i mean at the end of the day you're like you're acting just as juvenile as the people that you're calling out when yeah. you, you you probably have the potential to well, actually do some good you know I mean, and this, actually this make kind of conver- real conversation this kind of dovetails into the Douglas Wilson conversation on the level of like how do we promote our conservative thing you know and yeah. I, I think yeah. it's no secret at this stage in the game to like out ourselves as conservative men that's fine i guess we can do that now but so the the douglas wilson conversation is kind of less about him and more about he is really good at promoting (laughs) he's really good at promoting to a certain kind of audience and maybe the problem is he seems to enjoy it a little too much you know he seems a little too delighted with like the kind of douglas wilson persona that he's built but that doesn't kind of undo the fact that a large percentage of what he's saying is good. It's probably needed, but we may not love the way he does it, you know? And, sure. and I, I think sure. that's the more interesting conversation to have. And he's honestly just doing the same thing that hard man Eric Khan is doing at a much smaller level and much less successfully, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Wilson yeah. has the talent and the gifting as a communicator to do it at a really high level. 
and it's been really successful for him. So I, I actually think that's a really interesting conversation. And I've yeah, actually yeah, yeah, been in sure. rooms, I've been in meetings where somebody in the meeting has suggested, why don't we promote our thing similar to how Douglas Wilson is promoting his thing? And that suggestion is usually met with like, oh, gnashing of teeth and eye rolling and how could how could you even suggest it? But at the end of the day, it's maybe not like the worst idea. I don't know. Yeah. I'm rambling. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think it's a good point because I think, you know, again, just coming at it from a pastoral, we must always speak truth, but how you speak truth is, is also very important. I think that's right? a great point. And that's the point that Kevin was trying to make. And I, I respect yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's an important point for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think some guys are affected with that and some guys need work on that. And, I think it's a lifelong practice of of learning how to take what is true and mm-hmm. say hard things because we as Christians need to say difficult hard things. Like yeah. it's it's part of living in this fallen world is you have That's to right. be count, you have to be countercultural. Like we can't yeah. go with the flow, right? But it's also important how we say it mm-hmm. because how we say it is going to determine whether or not, you know, you know, I, I always use the, you know, I always use the the, you know, if I'm teaching, you know, guys or something like that, I said, "Look, the truth in our culture is going to be offensive enough. Sure. You don't need to be adding your own hot sauce to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. You know, yeah. um, because the minute you do that, you're you're trying to take what's already true and already going to be very offensive. Yeah. And you're spinning it in the way that you think they need to hear it. And yeah. that's just placing yourself in the role of the Holy Spirit at that point. Yeah. Because it's the Holy Spirit that applies it to the yeah. heart. That's you just right. need to be faithful in, in preaching it. Right. right. Um, that's a that's a great word and and that word kind of I don't know it it presupposes humility and I think it highlights the need for humility Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and I, I run this risk too even though I'm not a pastor like if I'm loving the way I'm saying something more than the thing I'm saying then that's probably a problem. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah, I and think that's a great point. As yeah. a writer, I run the risk of that. You know, I, I get I get so enamored with the style and the cleverness and whatever of what I'm saying, and and maybe sometimes I need to pull my own persona out of the way and just say the thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think we yeah we should always be in check of whether or not our personas are getting in the way of stuff. I yeah. think that's a great point, Ted. Yeah. I think I think that's very, very true. Because yeah. it happens a lot easier and faster than I think a lot of us want to admit. Dude, it really does. And especially especially now with the advent of technology and even a podcast, right? So, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here I am saying the world needs less of my voice while, you know, publishing it every week for an hour or whatever. But, right. um, you know, in this day and age where the ability to communicate to an audience is at Douglas Wilson's fingertips. The minute he rolls out of bed in the morning, you know, it's scary stuff, man, because the propensity for saying good things is there, but also the propensity for like massive ego and kind of self pleasure in that realm is there too. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can be tough to navigate it. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And that's, Got to engage that stuff with wisdom and discernment, man, and, mm. and not on your own. Like yeah. you need, you need to be able to have people around you that call you out on stuff, and you got to sure. be able to receive it. And um, I think, I think the trouble with the famous pastor Josh is that the people around you end up being people who are on your payroll, yep. and they're continuing to be able to feed their families is dependent on your success. 
So they may be, they they may end up being much slower to call you out, right? Absolutely. So yep. um, absolutely. I think that's the the trouble with all this fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. It just gets real complicated. No, it really does, Ted. And 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 you and I, you and I know about fame. Oh gosh, we do. Oh. We know about it. We've we've traversed it. We know what it's you know, like to not be able to leave the house or go buy groceries or whatever exactly. just because of the listeners to this podcast being everywhere, you know. Exactly. And, and it's so true. All it's wanting so true. something, all wanting a piece of us, you know. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it I feel like it's it's almost every other day, you yeah. know, like I'm I'm talking to a Cluck fan like, you know, I'm just like you. Yeah. I'm just like you, you know, you pants know, on you, one leg at a time. That's right, yeah. man. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just an everyday guy yep. with just a massively massive uh, successful podcast. That's right. You know, yeah. and let's just let's just let's put all the cards on the table. But I'm humble about it. Yeah, that's you know, great. You know, yeah. you know, it humbles me how <laughs> successful I am. <laughs> I'm humbled by this photo of my new book contract. You know, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that's the one that kills me. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. Humble, humbled to be writing uh, yeah. yet another book for you know B and H or whatever. It yeah, is. <laughs> it's like no. I, I actually think the word you're looking for is proud of. You I know? think you're proud of it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remove the word humble and insert the word proud of. And, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then we're there. We're in the wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was an autocorrect. Yeah, I think yeah, when yeah. you say humbled, you meant proud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which it's so funny. Is at the end of the day, I would rather that. I would too. It's okay. Be proud of what you've done. Like yeah. you, you got a book contract. Like right. good job. Right. That's cool. Be or proud of it. Big deal. You know, kind of. You know. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Sure. I, sure. Yeah, sure. It's whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. No. That whole thing. Humble. It's all gross, man. And. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Come Lord Jesus. That's where I Come land Lord on all Jesus. this. Come Lord Jesus. That's right. That's that's a good Dude, place. Dude, college football's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Twitter still exists. Rigged. <laughs> the NFL's rigged. Come Lord Jesus. It's too much. Hard man cons on Twitter. Yeah. It's hard man things. Dude, one one more one more little request. Can I see a picture of hard man con? I'm oh, just yeah, curious. Yeah, sure, I'm not going to sure, make sure, fun sure. of it. I'm not going to do any commentary. I just want to see what this gentleman looks <laughs> oh, like. Oh, yeah. Well, you just disappointed everybody there. Wow. All right. Yeah, all right. Pretty standard. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Pretty standard. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hard man. Hard man. All right, Ted. Well, we're uh, we're also a couple of very hard men. We're, we're gonna <laughs> easy. We're gonna, easy. We're gonna, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna get out of here. Yeah. We should get it's out of here to, for sure. It's time to uh, to hang hang the gloves up for this ep. Yeah. And uh, we gonna go on to do some other things. I'm gonna go take some ibuprofen because yeah. my throat feels like it's on fire. Man, you gotta get healthy, bud. I'm so sorry. I, yeah. I do, man. Yeah. It's been a rough season know. for you. It's been a rough season, man. It's been. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're getting out of it though. Good. Lord willing. So You're good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know what you can do. You can head on over to all the socials at Cleckcast. We make that easy for you. Send us your Ask Coach Clucks because we want uh, to see those. We want to hear those. We love talking about those. Those are fantastic. Gives us some good content. We hope that you're enjoying these eps. If you have uh, episode suggestions, throw those over to us as well. We enjoy hearing all of those. If you have merch suggestions, tell us what kind of merch oh, you'd yep. like to see in, in 2024 because... We're winding down the boxing glove enterprise here, and uh, I'm I'm I've got that itch, Joshua Loftus. I'm I'm frisky mm. to make some more merch, and uh, we like dipped it. our toes into the into the merch production waters in 2023. We're ready to do some more of it, and uh, yeah. let us know what you want to see. I would like to throw out one special call to our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. 2024, something that I would like to I'd like to get on 
the docket. It's because this podcast, we've been around a couple, like, couple it's been, now, it's right? been a couple years, man. Yeah. I think it's time for some cluck merch. Yeah. I think we need some cluck merch. And yeah. I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to try to manifest this. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to cast the vision, okay. hoping someone will pick it up. I want a 90s-esque radio style t-shirt with cluck on it. Mm-hmm. Cluck cast, mm-hmm. right? Cluck podcast, whatever you want, in in a '90s style, '90s style radio. Yeah. Uh, I think that would make a dope T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And we're looking, we're looking for, we're looking for artists. We're looking for talented people yeah. who are able to maybe draw, draw some, draw some prelims up, draw mm-hmm. some sketches up that maybe we can, uh, we can work with, and uh, we'll throw it, throw it on a, on a, on a T-shirt. Yeah, uh, if we get the really artwork, neat. I'll uh, I'll talk to my people in Pakistan and other places, and uh, we'll we'll get you. some. Yeah, we'll get some T-shirts made, dude. Yeah, Ted Hardman Oil Baron. <laughs> that's you, baby. That's actually that's my you. that's my new Twitter handle at Ted nice. Hardman Oil Baron. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. So I just want to throw that out there and see if we get in a, any any. I know we have tons of talented listeners, so we'd love to love to collaborate with with some of you guys. So. Until next time, we really appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Clock later.